0: Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam storytelling podcast, where we write short stories, rough drafts, really, based on a theme and given on a dare. We're your hosts, Christina Kishwa and Cassie Soliday.
1: Today, we have a special guest, our first guest, on the new and improved Jammiest Bits of Jam. It's Olivia Hill. Ah, Olivia, <laughs> Olivia. Yes. Tell the people who you are.
2: I am Olivia Hill. I'm a writer and stand up here in Los Angeles, where we met. Yeah, that's kind of my mo. But in the daytime, I'm a hostess and a dog walker because that's yes. how reality works.
1: Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, cool. And where can people find you?
2: People want to find my jokes and my face and where I'll be performing. Um, you can either follow me on Instagram at Olivia, or Twitter, which is different. It's Olivia H with five <laughs> A's, including the A that's in the name. I need to change that. I really do. I'll work on that one day. But for right now, follow me on both. <laughs>
1: awesome we do you have a story for us I do
2: have a story okay yeah, cool
1: and we should
0: say though she doesn't have a theme or anything no. we just give her free range. it's free range
2: Olivia I, it is free range Olivia <laughs> this time um, I didn't even know that you gave themes yeah we give oh. themes to each other
1: and then at the mm-hmm. end you will give Cassie a theme
2: alright I will think of one yeah. as I read this Ooh, I, oh pressure is on alright <laughs>
1: I mean, no pressure, but all the pressure. Yeah, it is going to be
2: multitasking. (laughs) Oh, pressure, multitasking, reading out loud. Here we go. This
1: is the whole (laughs) thing. Okay, cool. So, Olivia, take it away.
2: All right. This is Fever Drives. Flying under a lit up sign that reads, DUIs don't just mean booze, meds can impair. Doesn't register in my mind as preemptive warning for new green laws. Rather, I assume that the highway patrol is my own higher power and they know I've been battling a cold with excessive measures. I press half an inch further on the gas pedal. I'm fine, I ate. These rides aren't routine, they're motivated by a feeling. A feeling looking for another emotion to be complete. There's no clear expectation as to what I will feel upon arrival, only a loose hope to feel. This trip is not fueled by the motive of a younger self, one that might have been tempted to coast by an old fling's home to fill an obsession and catch a glimpse into what their mundane day-to-day life could possibly consist of in the post-relationship present. No, it's not that at all. This is a trip that's purpose is to evoke something. Great strides are made on the freeway, getting the vehicle closer to the destination, but my mind nowhere near a better idea of what will occur upon arrival. The reflective lines quietly keep order. Aside from ambiguously shaped feelings, there isn't even a hint of what the concrete facts will be. I don't know if the lights will be on. I don't know what cars will be parked outside, crudely claiming their space for the night until an office job early the next morning forces them to leave their precious section of curb. I don't know who will be inside. I never spoke with the homeowners. The thought of owning a home with a vantage point crosses my mind and I say the words aloud to myself, hoping the mystic of manifestation mixed with the reality of white privilege will work in my favor to make this a reality in later years. But no, I never spoke with the homeowners. That was your job. I remember what the orange walls looked like and vividly recall the matching interior lighting. Everything about that house cooed. We warmly welcome you. It was as if the structure was excited to house strangers. Sitting in the house was the easy part. The memory of large dogs running amok and the feeling of frustration due to their lack of training only now makes me produce an audible hmm, of a laugh. There was a partnership to it all. Living under this roof that wasn't ours, it grew a sense of maturity between us. It was birthed from a sense of responsibility and obligation and care with a constant youthful dialogue of, oh shit, did we just break that? And at the end of each day of that summer, All of these feelings would summarize in my wine-filled head as a simple thought. Hey, I'm doing it. I could do this in a real home one day. I could really do this. We could do this. I keep my lips together and don't audibly wish for it, but my mind wanders. To another version of my life, whether it's an envisioned parallel universe or just an imaginary thought, I let play out in full. I'm living in an apartment pinched between skyscraping buildings and palm trees, surrounded by constant noise by day and rustling leaves by night maybe an occasional crackhead screaming, but just occasionally. But I'm living with you and trying to imagine all the ways to spruce up the rent-controlled shade of brick walls. The bulk of the drive is over. I slide off the freeway and mindlessly turn left, then left, then pause at the roundabout and circle twice for fun and one last right turn before slowly pulling up to the addressed house. I slow to a speed much smaller in number than necessary, unsure of whether I want to park or just drive by and reflect on the moment during the ride back home. Either way, I'm here. Initially, no feeling hits, which then brings about disappointment. Why aren't I bawling my eyes out? Why isn't my heart tugging towards my stomach? I don't even feel panicked. I don't feel anything other than confusion towards not feeling. And then I see them sitting on the steps together like the friends they always were, Shiloh and Gabby. They don't recognize me. I assume they're caught up in their own conversation. They also wouldn't be able to recognize me from my car, or maybe they could. Their minds are a mystery to me. How odd to think that you could know other beings and have them not even notice you, while all at the same time, they could have no idea who you are to begin with, let alone the fact that you're only a few feet away. To think that beings in this world don't hold equal value to each other at all times. To think that sometimes you cared more than your partner, or worse, they cared more than you. To think that just because both you both love, to think that just because you both love doesn't ever mean it was the same kind of love. Isn't that odd? That you could feel such a way towards someone and not have it mirrored back exactly. We hope in life our best relationships amongst each other are equal, but most of them are just so off par from the other that we're just holding opinions in our heads that can be misconstrued. It's why we hold such value behind words like, I love you or you're my best friend, Because upon proposing that verbal contract to the other person, you hope and crave that they can validate it with the same emotion, that the spark you found that brings your happiness from someone is echoed back perfectly. The solidifying words that summarize that they are excited and happy to see you and be with you and spend the time together. They don't turn around to someone else, roll their eyes and say, oh, they think we're closer than we actually are. How odd to think that seeing something specific really could conjure you a slew of emotions. A honk blares from behind me to remind me I'm blocking traffic just to stare at two cats.
1: Yay! 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 (laughs) Do I say yay too? Yeah! Yay! (laughs) All right. Great. Okay, cool. Thanks for your story. Of course. Of course. I love it.
2: Thank you. Um,
1: so, I guess my question... Okay, here's what I'm thinking. Okay. Wait, how long ago did you
2: write this? I wrote this... Ooh, I want to say January. I want to say January. Okay. Of this year, so 2018.
1: Okay, so that makes sense. Okay, so Olivia and I are
2: both... I'm so sorry. I just realized... Because this might actually be more interesting. I, I just looked at the date it was actually December 26, 2017. Oh. So this was like the day after Christmas. Oh. Yeah. A Day time. after
1: Christmas.
0: Yeah. Thinkings of. Yeah. Ofs. It's yeah. like the time of the year when you're really like trying to reorganize your life or how you feel uh, about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. I see. That is really interesting. So, okay. Then I'm going to reword
1: my first. Yes. I'll go back to the other thing later. Okay. But like, why do you think like...
2: where where were you the day after christmas so what's interesting is i know and we'll probably talk about this like the writing process and stuff is i sat down and like really like put the thoughts onto paper it probably took a few days so i'm thinking it was probably a little bit like before christmas maybe a little bit on christmas and so literally where i was i was here in los angeles i was uh dog and cat sitting mm-hmm. you know watching animals or people who go out of town and um, I luckily have family in town that like live here I grew up here so it wasn't a big deal for me to like leave the animals alone right. for a little bit to go have dinners with them and all the festives festive stuff and but I think that I had a lot of time also to just kind of like be alone with myself and my thoughts and animals.
1: So that was like going to be my first thing was like because I also am a pet sitter, mm-hmm. a professional dog sitter.
2: Yes, you are actually the uh, the one brought, that brought me into the yes, cult. I did. <laughs> I did. I, I was your mentor. You were. you. I, I still have uh, questions to this day that I text you and I'm yes. like, hey, what does a dog, what do I do with a dog if it's choking, <laughs> you know? No, I'm just kidding.
0: What is this
1: <laughs> dog doing? Um, <laughs> so I was like, is this a story about
2: someone who was cat sitting? So the story. So this was kind of about my first. It wasn't even a gig because this was before you and I had met. This is before I was doing this like professionally. This was um, about an ex-boyfriend that moved to California for a little bit, and his setup living wise was this beautiful house, and um, his the way he quote paid rent was by taking care of these animals. Mm. There were two dogs five cats, wow. some koi fish, <laughs> um, and and so he would take care of the house and the pets, the mail, et cetera, and I just kind of got to hang out and help out with, you know, these two huge Dobermans. Cats were indoor-outdoors. So they weren't um, too much of a burden, yeah. but um, yeah, so that was a few years ago now. Okay. Yeah, and so that's kind of what inspired the thinking behind...
1: Sure, because you're talking... I mean, it sounds like, the story sounds like you're talking about an ex mm-hmm. living with an ex mm-hmm. and stuff, and then, like, the gag. Yes. Is that you're talking about these two cats that you Well, miss. that I'm
2: stare like, I drove all this way, and I'm just looking at Yeah, cats. you're just looking at but just cats. But I love cats, so that's, like, absolutely <laughs> me and this character, which is basically just, like, a half-step-to-the-right-of-me character, um... I love cats. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Throughout throughout the story, it did seem like, because you mentioned, like, a house, and then you Mm -hmm. go through all these emotions. So it was like, did you, were you kind of thinking about future plans with this boyfriend at the time when you're going through all of this thought process while you were driving
2: back? When I was, in the story, when, when... the idea of the drive is that and the thought's going through um, the character's mind during the drive is that the relationship is done and that you know i, I the character will say had a lot of fun living in a house and realized oh i don't need to be con- uh, confined to an apartment the whole time i live in california mm. due to pricing and you know all the good stuff that is california but that's why i kind of have that moment where i wrote that I try and verbally manifest, I want a house one day. I want a house with like a beach view, a vantage point. But I'm not, but I think about what it would be like to live with him. And but I'm not going to say that out loud because I don't want it to accidentally happen. Right. Hmm. I like it.
1: Yeah. I think it really does. Going back
2: to the last question, it does capture like me in the sense that I like think about all these things and like what could be, what could have happened, how it would have turned out. But then, like, cats will distract me. I'm like, oh, but you're so cute. Yeah. Like, you know, you wind down that, that spiral in your brain. Sure. But then pause, you know. The little, the little like, beans. The little
0: pause as in a moment. Anyway. Uh, no, literally, <laughs> cat, a cat pause.
2: pause. A I'm sorry. Pause. The, no, The, the viewers should see it's me, like, fun. put my hands <laughs> up funny. to my face. Listeners.
1: <laughs> cool. And so, and you posted this story.
2: Yes. Where is it? uh it is on my blog which i haven't committed to paying for so it's the free hoppathoughts.wordpress.com that's h-a-p-p-a and then thoughts spelled as is dot wordpress.com but yeah i i posted it before this was something i really wanted to just write and get off my chest and what's very interesting about this piece is that it's it's unlike what else is on the blog the blog is mainly humor pieces and just kind of sarcastic stuff and this is the first time I was like okay like let's try posting a short story that I have and see what kind of reaction it gets from people because I felt like as I was kind of like writing you know quote writing it in my head of like what I wanted to say in the piece I was like this is kind of uh, my leap this is kind of, but at the same time like a way to prove to people like I'm very serious about my writing. Like, I, I love doing it, um, which is funny because just telling you guys, like, reading it out loud, I'm like, oh, wow, this is really better read with your eyes, yeah, eyes than, than like, maybe. to to hear a little, you know? I think that kind of captures the nuance of it as well. Well, it is
1: interesting because so far, because you had written this before we even mm-hmm. brought it to you, or brought the podcast to you, mm-hmm. so that's a different way to look at writing even because... Mm-hmm. I write my stories with the intent of reading them out loud mm-hmm. for this podcast. That's mm-hmm. a good point. So yeah, and so like it's, it is a different way of looking at, um, written word.
2: Yes. Right,
1: and to have you read this thing out loud that is only really supposed to be meant to, be seen mm-hmm. um, with the eyes, because it's it's a very po- it's very like f- the way you wrote it is very like
2: flowery writing. Mm-hmm mm mm-hmm. um, And it is, like, it's, like, beautiful to read. Thank you. welcome. Oh mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, it's funny, too, because it's, like, uh, reading it now, I'm like, wow, some of these sentences are really just, like, eight marbles in my mouth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as a stand-up, it's, like, you make it short, concise, right. quick. You know, you're editing yeah. to make short all the time. And I love writing... For people to, to visually read mm-hmm. because it's so, it's it's a different pace. It's literally a whole different voice Definitely. of mine, you know? It
1: is a different voice, and mm-hmm. everyone has, so it's kind of like everyone has two different voices. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if we asked you to write a story to be read out loud mm-hmm. for that specific purpose, it would be completely different.
2: Yeah, I think it would be written probably more in my stand up voice yeah. and like very clear, like where my punches are supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Like that last line is clearly like, that right. punchline, yeah. But it comes after this like monologue, yes. Mm-hmm. And versus like stand-up, it's like I, I could, but it really takes like, um, I that would still be that would be too long. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's like you still want it to be shorter, so.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. So in putting this uh, piece that is different than your normal humor pieces on your blog, mm-hmm. like what was the reaction?
2: It was it was positive, um, but then again, I mean, I was getting responses from like friends and family, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't have like a huge fan following on my blog, which, you know, partially is me. It's like, it is something that's still kind of close to me in the sense that it's unlike maybe Instagram where you can just be like, here's my story. Here's what I'm doing Mm -hmm. every day. This is kind of like, okay, I like really worked hard at this piece and I do want to share it, but I, it's the first, not in the first time, but it's like one of the big points in my life where I don't care how many views or hits I get on the website. I mean, I always look at the the stats page and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, like someone was reading in Alaska? Weird. But like, I'm not like, how do I make money off this thing? It's one sure, of the yeah. the pure things in life where I'm like, I don't really need this to have marketability. What's nice is that now I can kind of like send it around if, if anyone asks for like a writing sample. I'm like, oh, well, here's a blog right. that has a few you can peruse. But... It's, it's nice to kind of have your... This is really just for me because I love doing it. Mm-hmm. I think in stand-up and especially in LA where a lot of the open mics I go to, it's like, you know, you can go to one and have it be three minutes. Mm-hmm. So you're like, all right, how do I, you know, wow people in three minutes and prove like I get a joke, you know? And there's, mm-hmm. there's people who can obviously craft something like a long monologue with a, such a strong pu- pu- uh, punchline in three minutes but I just I feel the pressure big like, nope let's try and get out like as many like jokes after jokes and work on stuff um but with the blog it's like you're even just like my writing it's it's um it's like I have all the time in the world sure. you know and if someone checks out I don't have to see their eyes shift away at what's on the wall yeah they can just be like oh yeah it was great Olivia like you know, because once again, she's sending it to friends and family, really. <laughs> um, I think I have the comments, because I think this is going back to uh, how it was received. I think I have the comments on, but I don't have enough uh, traction mm-hmm. for people to be like, this is dumb, yeah, like all the, yeah. the YouTube haters, Which you know. Which
0: good in, the, right. in that kind of way. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't
2: uh, break <sighs> my spirit. But you haven't
1: made it until you have. Exactly. A troll. That's so it's true, too.
2: Pros and cons, I guess, to both mm-hmm. sides of the coin sayings I don't know thank you you're
1: fantastic
2: you have
1: one new fan
2: oh thank you um
1: I was already a fan so (laughs) you don't have a new one in me because I was already there
2: there you go that's you know and I think that's always cool about uh LA and meeting people you know same goes to both of you and you know I just saw your work saw Cassie's work. I don't know how podcasts work. I'm so awkward with talking. <laughs> to um, We're still getting used to it too. <laughs> but you know, I've I've seen Christina's work before, and I saw Cassie's work tonight, and it's really cool. I'm so obsessed with this. Is the idea of seeing people when they're young and at the beginning of uh-huh. their ten-year journey towards complete greatness? Yeah. You know, and and for sure, I'm so addicted to seeing like pictures of celebrities. When they were, like, 19 and knew each other somehow, I'm like, oh, oh my God, they all made it. Like, it's just, like, both reassuring and it makes me always, like, want to take pictures with people. Like, now, I'm like, because one day when we're all famous, they can be like, oh, that was what they looked like back then before Olivia had all those fillers in her face, you know? We're going to (laughs) break the internet with this
1: picture one day. Yep,
2: yeah, yeah they probably want to be the internet by that point. I'll probably be, be the like
1: hyper...
2: the hypersphere of someone's brain, and yeah. it's like a chip. And so maybe the biggest fans will have like a seizure. Yeah, but people who don't care will be like, "Who, who? passed?" Yeah,
1: <laughs> pass um. Cool. Well, we would love you to dare Cassie to oh. write a theme okay. for next time. Yeah, okay. Please Give me something.
2: Um, well, because you know you were asking, I think about the x and everything. I think it'd be cool because you when you're asking like what was going through your mind? Right. What if you did one ab- about like someone change? Like you like he can change. I like yeah. Okay. I think that's the theme like that he, I want to Yeah. He can, can change.
0: Think. Okay. So yeah. my the theme I have to write my next short story to is he can change. He can change. But can he
2: That's what Cassie's going to answer. We're going to find
0: out next week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Olivia.
2: Thank you, guys.
0: Sometimes it's a jammy bit of jam, and sometimes it's a failure. But we have a first draft of a story we didn't have before. What will you write next? Like this episode? Share it. Like us on social media or write us a review on iTunes. It helps us reach more like-minded writers like you. Follow us on Facebook at Jammy Spits of Jam podcast and Twitter at Jammy Spits. Jammy Spits of Jam is produced by Christina Kishma and Cassie Soliday. Music by Grace Sai. Until next time, keep writing and embracing the most important thing you have: your voice.